Third-party risks. What are some of the strategies for containing security? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Kimber Spradlin. She's the Senior Director of Product Strategy with Mocha 5. Kimber, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate you having me on. I recently joined Mocha 5 from IBM. My background for the last 15 years or so has been in IT security and systems management. So if you hear uh, a strong bent in that direction, that that's why. Well, great, Kimber. I appreciate you giving your introduction. I spoke with one of your colleagues, Ian McWilton, not long ago, and he talked about containerization as a security strategy. So we've got good background there. But in the intervening months, how would you say you see this area evolving in the future, this whole concept of containerization? You know, every month I I hesitate now to pull up data or statistics that's even three or six months old because every month it just seems to be accelerating the acceptance within the community, both on the IT side and the employee individual side, just keeps growing and growing. This idea of bring your own device, uh, merging work and personal lives, and I don't see that stopping really anytime soon. The question of personal laptops accessing work resources, you know, we, we saw that question come up 10, 12 years ago, long before all of the, the smartphones and everything on the market. A few folks might have had company-owned Blackberries. But we just kind of laughed it off. We said, no, that's that's never going to happen. People are, you know, why why would you buy your own computer, bring it to work when the company's supplying you with one? And then, you know, mobile devices have really driven that idea of containerization, though. They started coming into the corporate environment. Uh, organizations said, okay, fine, you can you can use your phone for email and, and other applications, but we want to put some sort of security on it. At which point employees went, what? You can wipe my entire device? You can brick my phone? You can see where I've been? I, I don't think so. I'm not, I'm not that comfortable with it. And so we were in a little bit of limbo between, you know, productivity and balancing employee privacy and the rights they had to their personal device with the needs of the, the organization for security reasons. And that's when we started seeing containers become even ever more popular in the mobile world. So you had the company, uh, with their corporate container on the mobile device. They managed just the container, everything inside the container. If anything happened to that device, container was locked down or uh, could be deleted, wiped out. At Mocha 5, what we've done then is take that same concept and start applying it to PCs and laptops. And uh, in the intervening years, employees have become much more accepting of that idea. They've got a really nice MacBook Air at home, or they're a Mac user and the company only offers Windows machines, or um, they really just like their little tiny super lightweight Asus Ultrabook, right? So that idea is uh, really, I think, becoming much more popular, and now we've got to find ways to enable it from a security perspective. Well, that's great. You've really given us containerization in a nutshell, and I appreciate that. So now what I'd like to do, Kimber, is drill down into an area we hear about a lot from our audience, and that's third-party contractors and doing a better job securing and enabling them. So to start with, what can you tell us about some of the ways that at Mocha 5 you can and you would secure a contractor's desktop? 
Yeah, you know, that's a great question. We talk a lot about employees and BYO, uh, and yet there's this whole world of contractors. And even within that, that term contractors, you know, there's contractors that are pretty much employees except for maybe kind of the financial legal tax relationship, and we call them a contractor. But they've been there three to five years. That's the only place they work. Um, and then there's your more federated kind of arm's length type contractors, outsourced or offshoring, um, maybe contractors that have multiple accounts. They have multiple customers, uh, independent agents. You see that a lot in the insurance industry. And that population is even more likely to have their own machines. Right to have their own computers supplied either by their contracting firm, uh, their own you know machines that they've purchased and and are writing off for tax purposes as as uh, a business expense, and so it's a great place to kind of get the company out of the hardware business. And it really is BYO. It's just with these independent contractors, um, and I think containerization is even more important this, with this group because you have a little bit more of a distance in the relationship between the organization and the contractor. So, uh, managing the corporate desktop um, when you're managing just inside that container, you have a lot more freedom to lock down that container. You can lock them out of admin privileges, prevent them from uh, installing any software, even prevent them from, from doing much in the way of customizing the environment. And that's much more acceptable because they can always hop out of the container into their, custom, into their custom environment. So in the security world, it's not always been about what was possible but what could actually get done. So we've been able to do a lot of these security things for a very long time, but socially and culturally have, have really been prevented from implementing that because it was just not the kind of environment that employees wanted to work in. So the container kind of flips that on its head, as well as you can revoke access remotely. You can even kill or wipe the container remotely. You can, uh, with Mocha 5, you can put in a, a time bomb so if, if the system doesn't log in after 30, 60, 90 days, it's revoked or killed. So that gives you quite a bit of flexibility. We also encrypt the container uh, up to 256 so that uh, everything inside the container is protected. You can set all sorts of security policies uh, centrally, such as no copying and pasting between the container and the host machine, right? Uh, of course, there's you know, a very determined user will find ways to get information out of that container. But let's make it clear that we don't want them to do that and make it fairly difficult to where it's obvious that they're having to, to work around the system and, and work for it. And that will, that will shut down a lot of, of that kind of activity. Very quick provisioning with containers. So as you have contractors, um, there, there can often be a higher turnover rate with contractors. You know, in the case of provisioning a container, you're not shipping them a machine, uh, having to set up that machine. You simply point them at a web page. They download the container. Uh, if they're in your Active Directory, your LDAP system, you uh, utilize that existing security capabilities for uh, access control. Utilize your existing VPN for connectivity back into corporate applications, intranet, those kinds of things. So really relying on a lot of existing security and then layering on top of that. Uh, as well as the ability to easily update them. So as security patches come out, sending Delta updates to the image rather than having uh, that get you 100% uh, patch compliance, for example. 
and just centrally managing it. So I think there's a lot of really great things about this containerization approach that apply to this contractor population. Well, Kimber, that's a great overview, and clearly you see lots of customers every day through Mocha 5. So from your customer experience, can you offer us some real-world examples of what you're seeing out there with containerization and third-party service providers? Sure, yeah. Um, We've got a great example in the financial services area. The organization had uh, offshore software development, you know, third-party, not employees uh, of the company, uh, and it, it was BYO within that, that organization. It wasn't even that the contracting or the offshoring firm was supplying uh, those laptops. So it was very difficult to secure those laptops. And here you're talking about source code, right? So something that is very sensitive, very valuable from an intellectual property perspective. And they were losing, frankly, a lot of intellectual property as these contractors would move over to competitors, take that source code with them. So they implemented Mocha 5 that saved them from having to purchase thousands of of laptops and ship them overseas, uh, worry about having to get those laptops back, deprovision those laptops, et cetera, when somebody left the organization. Uh, They went to the container model, and now as soon as someone leaves, they issue that kill command, which uh, wipes out all the data that was kept inside the container. So uh, all that source code, um, you know, while it's lost, you certainly hope it's being stored within a source code repository, but at least it's you're preventing it from moving on to a competitor or uh, being found in the event of a, a, a lost laptop. So that was their primary concern. In kind of a different sector, uh, global energy, several global energy customers, um, they have a large percentage of contractors as, as their workforce, and they're operating all over the globe, you know, all the way into deep sea drilling platforms. And so their connectivity is, you know, not as strong. And that kind of prevents them from using any sort of VDI type solution uh, to, to tackle this problem because the you know, from an offshore drilling platform your your bandwidth is is not high and, and the connection can, can have a lot of problems with it. So locally run container, again, all those same benefits encrypting the container. Uh, being able to revoke it, being able to get it loaded onto those systems has saved them quite a bit of money. Uh, in the case of one customer, they uh, had a, a contractor population of about 60,000, uh, and they had been previously purchasing laptops for all 60,000. In many cases, their contractors were carrying two laptops. So the contractors also appreciated this container approach, getting the, the weight down on their, their travel bag. Yeah, that's one of those hidden benefits we don't think of, isn't it? Yeah, anytime you can sell the benefits to the end user as, as to how this might benefit them, it just makes it that much easier to get something implemented, right? Uh, the the uh, acceptance of the end user is a big component, and, and that doesn't have anything to do with the, the technology, although certainly a great user experience like Mocha 5 where it's, you know, three clicks, you're installed and you're ready to go, um, helps. Um, but, but there's, you know, there's the positioning of it with the end user as well, right? Kimber, a final question for you. We've talked about a lot in terms of containerization and working with third-party contractors. How do you see this entire strategy fitting in with the overall organizational mobility and end-user computing strategies? You know, I think this this 
contractor population is a great place to start. The BYO on the mobile device, nearly every organization has has that kind of uh, addressed. I'm, I know there's lots of security concerns, and we continue to evolve that in that area. But on the PC laptop, we're not nearly so far along. So I think this contractor population that's going to be very accepting of this idea, it's not going to be a major burden to them. They already have other, you know, additional hardware that they're using. Great place to um, kind of learn where the problems are in rollout and implementation from your processes perspective, uh, any kind of corporate culture type issues, um, policies, are there any policies in the organization that might need to change? Um, and from there, you can take those lessons learned, have, uh, you know, have all of your infrastructure in place and begin to offer this as an optional benefit to your full employee base and kind of just work and see who takes you up on it. There are those that are predicting that in another five to to eight years, the, the company laptop will go the way of the company car, that it, it just won't even occur to us that that, you know, that that would be supplied by the organization. That seems, you know, pretty strange and like I'm taking on a financial burden, but I know I personally really prefer it that way because if I were to move to another company, you know, I wipe off the, the company data, the container is gone, but I'm still just, I, I have the same computer that I've been using that I'm comfortable with that has my personal data on it, uh, and I appreciate being able to take that with me from job to job. Well, Kimber, that's great perspective. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you. You're quite welcome, and again, I appreciate you having me on. Have a great day, everyone. The topic has been containerization and working with third-party contractors. I've been talking with Kimber Spradlin. She's Senior Director of Product Strategy with Mocha 5. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.